more filled than others as there are times when you are less filled than others. Um, I've heard it preached before, Brother Eddie, that we need to come back to the church because it's a filling station and you need to let God touch you again so that you can have power to go back out. And we just keep coming back and keep getting filled up. And when I say filled with the Spirit, we do have this mental image of liquid, don't we? When we say filled with the Spirit, we, we say pour it on them, Lord. <laughs> and so, again, we have a mental image of liquid. The Bible does it a lot. He said, out of your belly shall flow. That's talking about your innermost person, your inner being. Shall flow rivers of living water. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, right? So again, we think about liquid. But what does it really mean? Does it really mean that the, the Holy Ghost is a heavenly liquid that we are full of? And that, that sometimes we run low on? But there is, there is a truth that sometimes we are more on fire than others. Sometimes we are more focused on Jesus than others. There's, there's times when we're, y'all know my term, we're Green Beret Christians. And then there's other times we, we say, Lord, I hope I make it. Does that have to do with any, any of this, the feeling? I, I want to show you a couple of scriptures. Maybe this will help you out. Um, Luke chapter 4, verse 28 and all they in the synagogue, look at the person beside you and say, religious folks. Yeah. When they heard these things, they were filled with wrath. This is the same word. This is the same word. So if the spirit is liquid, then wrath is liquid as well. It's the same word. That word filled is the same word in both instances. So when you look at this, it's not, it's, it's, I mean, imagine this, they were filled with wrath. So how does that work? Somebody pours wrath on them and when their foot bone gets full and it, their leg bone gets full and then it, their hip bones get full and their backbone gets full and their neck bone gets full and their skull gets full, then they're really mad. No, that's not what this is talking about. What's it saying when they heard these things, they were filled with wrath? The next verse says, and rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him to the brow of the hill whereon their city was built that they might cast him down headlong. But he passing through the midst of them went his way. How do you like that? Imagine how mad these people are. They're ready to kill him. They're ready to take his life. They get him all the way out there to the edge of the city. They're ready to throw him over. And they look around, and he's gone. And he's gone. This is what being filled with wrath will do. It creates a result. Have you ever been filled with wrath? Have you ever been really mad? When you're really mad, does it produce a result? You, have you ever tried to keep it in? And you tried to hide it? And you tried to control it? But man, when it's, when it's filled, when you're filled with wrath, there is a result that takes place. Amen? So when the Bible's talking about being filled, it's talking about being influenced. 
Um, there is no sorry. There, there, we can't pour the Spirit on you. We, we can't do that. We can pour oil on you and pray that you receive the Spirit. But the Spirit, to be filled with it, means to be influenced by it. Would you agree with that? You're looking at me funny, so let me clarify. I thought you might. You say, no, it means that I got, ooh, chill bumps. That's what that means. It means that I got, he's all over me, and he's keeping me alive, and I can feel him. And, man, I'm telling you, you just don't know. It means to be influenced. How do we know that? Because the scripture makes a contrast between the spirit and being drunk a lot, doesn't it? And this is the, uh, this is the uh, comparison that we've heard. Um, when you're under the influence of something, it produces a result. There are people in this world that you can walk up to them and you can tell by the way they're acting if they're under the influence of something or not. Because when you're under the influence of something, it produces a result, sometimes an undesired result. Some people are very meek until they get under the influence of certain things and they become very brave. We call this liquid courage. And it's amazing when they're under the influence. So, like I said, the Bible makes this comparison a lot. Um, let's go to, well, watch this, Jeremiah 25, 15. Jeremiah 25, 15. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel unto me, Take the wine cup of this fury at my hand and cause all nations to whom I send thee to drink it. Now, we understand that he's really not, there's really, he's not like, here, drink my fury. And they drink it. What he's talking about is, there, when, when, let me say it like this. When God's long suffering comes to an end, this world is in trouble. When his wrath is full, then this world is in trouble. All the games that people play with God, all the things that they think about him, all the things that they, they try to push him aside, all of that eventually is going to come full circle because the wrath of God will be revealed from heaven against all ungodly men. Do you believe that? That's what our Bible says. So when the wrath of God is full, it produces a result. He be, he. He, is, he calls it the wine of his fury. So he makes a connection between being under the influence of wrath and it's, it's the same with being under the influence of the Spirit. So how do we know if we're under the influence of the Spirit? Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 67. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost. And it doesn't stop there, does it? It says, and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and he hath raised up the horn of salvation for us in the house of the servant David. So when he's filled with the Spirit, he begins to prophesy. Again, being influenced by the Spirit, God has never body slammed me into a sermon. God has never pushed me into a certain, he has never made me, but he has influenced me. Can you say amen? Because, Randy, when God influences us, we can tell whether you're under the influence of the Spirit or not. 
This is where it gets dangerous. Some people are under the influence of the world and somehow still feel like they can be under the influence of the Spirit, but you can't be under the influence of both at the same time. Why not, preacher? Because he said, I will not dwell in an unclean vessel. I will not influence an unclean vessel. So it is a choice. Whether we realize it or not, it is a choice. Will you live according to the Spirit or will you live according to the flesh? Will you live according to what God is, is uh, drawing you to do? Or will you live according to the flesh? It's a choice. Every single one of us in this room have a choice every single day whether we're going to do what the Spirit bids us to do or not. It happens in every service. It happens in every, every day at the job place. When God speaks to you, raise your hand if God has ever spoken to your spirit. You didn't hear it audibly, but but you knew that God was speaking to you. That is being influenced by the Spirit. Now, the more you yield to that, the more you are filled with the Spirit. The more submissive we are to the things of God, the more we are filled with the Spirit. What does it mean to be filled? Influenced, controlled. I must be controlled by the Spirit. The Bible says it like this. Sons of God must be led by the Spirit of God. Let me say it like this. If you're a son of God, You'll be filled with the Spirit. You'll be influenced by the Spirit. You'll submit to the Spirit. You'll walk in the Spirit. You'll talk in the Spirit. Amen. Influenced. Hang around somebody long enough and they'll influence you. God told me the other day, he looked at me and he said, uh, hey, uh, what is it? And I I, I was joking, so don't y'all get too judgmental on me. I was kidding. And I said, I'm going to tell you like, Tomcat used to tell us, don't make me lie to you. I said that one time to him. You know how many times he has said that? Every time somebody asks him something now, he says, don't make me lie to you. Don't make me lie to you. I was like, man, how influential am I? It, it's, it's crazy. If you're around somebody, they can influence you. You'll start picking up their habits. You'll start picking up their sayings. You'll start picking up what they do. If you're around them long enough, you'll pick it up. Well, if you're around God long enough, you'll start picking up some of his attributes. If you stick around him long enough, he wants to influence you as well. But, oh, you glory. I was wanting to teach. Come here. You be the spirit. Come here. You be the rotten flesh. In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Nothing. Nothing in my flesh is good. So, but what the enemy does is he tries to influence me to walk according to the flesh. On this side, I have the spirit. Hey, this is a battle that goes on in every one of us. Amen. This goes on in every one of us. There are times when, when we kind of, we, we lean this way. We, we lean toward the flesh. Let me tell you what happens in the flesh. Destruction, depression, oppression, and in the end thereof brings death. That's what the flesh brings. Over here, we have life, life more abundantly, 
love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness. We got all of that over here. Why in the world do we choose this? I'm going to tell you why. Because sometimes our foolish hearts are darkened. And you need a preacher to show you the light so that you'll say, I need to make a choice because he's trying to influence me for what is good for me. He is trying to bring me to destruction. It looks like a no-brainer, but it's amazing how many times we lean that way. I want to be filled with the Spirit. I want to be filled with the Spirit. He said, here we go. You come up to a choice. The flesh says go this way. The flesh lies. The flesh says things like this. How can something that feels so good be so bad? That's what the flesh says. I'm going to tell you how something that feels so good can be so bad. Because it's contrary to the law of the creator. Now, when you walk according to the flesh, you grieve the spirit. If you're born again, you're born again. You got a decision. So you come to this decision. Here's what the Bible says, Aaron. Whoever you yield your members to, that's whose servant you are. Servant? I don't want to be a servant. Who wants to be a servant? I have two kids that are servers, and I hear a lot of stories. Who wants to be a server? Because people will abuse you. People will treat you bad. People will literally leave a dime or a penny for a tip. I'm not talking about serving people. I'm talking about serving him. When you serve him, he said, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing this, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So whoever you yield your members to, that's whose servant you are. Let me tell you something about the enemy. He is a cruel taskmaster. Uh, The wages of sin is death. Uh, It's destruction. But over here, if I yield myself and get under the influence of an almighty God, Things change. Y'all tired yet? Okay. But, 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 preacher, you just don't know how tired I am sometimes, and, and I just slip up. I promise you, most of your slips up, slip ups, <laughs> there's one there. Most of your slip ups are premeditated. Most of the time, you don't fly off the handle. You already pre-ready before you get there. Have you ever, thank you, have you ever tried, I don't care how hard you try, to get a drunk person sober instantly? It doesn't happen. I don't care how much trouble you are about to get in. It doesn't matter when you're under the influence. You're under the influence. So let me tell you something about this God that you serve. He wants to be the influencer in your life. We got a lot of influencers out there. 
And they're influencing to do a lot of things. Listen, I'm going to get crazy for a minute. This world is getting so wicked that if you can't see the writing on the wall, you're blind and need to open your eyes. When we're not just promoting, it started out an alternate lifestyle. Now it's you believe this or I hate you and you don't deserve to live. We're to a place that's far beyond where it started out. Now we, uh, if you can't see the devil tied in all of this, uh, then you're not looking at what I'm looking at. What, what scares me, Sam, is some people are headed to the slaughter. And the whole time, they're flying a flag. And they're proud of where they're headed. Man, we got to start crying out and spare not. We got to start crying out. I don't know. I've been praying it for a long time now. But, man, it's really heavy in my heart, Aaron. I did it tonight. God, bear your holy arm. Bear your holy arm. Reveal the arm of your power. Reveal the arm of your power. It doesn't matter what happens in this world. As long as God's will is taking place, God, show up. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying serious prayer. I believe we serve a God that when he influences you, you influence somebody else. And you know what I believe? I believe he can influence this whole area. I've read of people praying and getting a hold of God in areas, Doug, where they were oppressed and they were broke. And God started making their crops get better. And before you know it, they flourished and they were blessed. That's what kind of God I serve. I understand there are people right now sitting in their house and they're wondering what they're going to do. I've got a God that's able to walk in there because his spirit is not bound. And he's able to influence their heart to turn to him and be blessed above all measure. That's what kind of God I serve we got to start praying to him like he is who he says he is oh man show up God show up roll your sleeve up hey I hate to say it but there's going to be collateral damage there's going to be some people he looks at and says depart from me you worker of iniquity and that part bothers me but man I want to see the glory of God I want to see the glory. I don't know about you, but I want to see the glory of God. There's, there's some people, when God shows up, they're going to get worse. I want to see the glory of God. Is it wrong of me to ask God, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Would you show up and show out? Let us be influencers for the kingdom of God. It's not about this or that or some this or that. It's about the kingdom of God. Oh, man. Field predisposed or susceptible predisposed if you don't know what that means you're going to learn something today welcome to English class predisposed meaning susceptible that that means capable of submitting to an action process or operation oh there's a word in there Capable of submitting to an action, a process, or operation. Open, subject, unresistant to the stimulus. 
What does that mean? That means when you're filled with the Spirit, you are susceptible to becoming submissive to the Spirit, meaning you yield to the Spirit. And whoever you yield to, you got to yield to the Spirit. You have to yield to the Spirit. Why? Because his plans are greater than your plans. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Do you understand that God knows what's best for you, and he puts this out there, and he says, just yield to me. Just yield to me. Yield to me. I'm coming through, but you got to yield to me. you got to stop and let me come through and follow my lead. And Tracy, when we do that, we'll be more blessed than we've ever been in our life if we'll just yield. Yield to him. Colossians 2 and 12. I'm almost done. Colossians 2 and 12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. The operation of God. I knew he was my great physician. He does operations. That's not what he's talking about. This word operation here means enterprise. So you walk in and you say, man, fine operation you got here. That's what this word is, the operation of God. Do you understand there's a lot of operations across this world? But there's one operation that belongs to God. And let me tell you something about his operation. He's got an awesome operation going. It's an awesome enterprise. So when you get there, you got to be buried with him in baptism. Listen to what I'm saying. If you're not buried with him in baptism, why do you got to be buried with him? Because that, that one nature that's always pulling you that way, you got to kill that nature. Why do you got to kill that nature? Because if you don't kill that nature, you're never going to understand the operation of God. Because God's got a mission going on in this world right now. And I don't know how you feel, but I want to be a greater part of that mission. What that means to me is I got to yield, I got to submit, I got to say, not my will, Lord, but thine be done. Oh, man. Operation. A mission should be his mission. We should be always yielding to him, submitting to him. You know what I've learned in my life? Some people just have a problem with authority. Newsflash, God is an authoritarian. Sorry. Well, I don't understand how God would tell me that if I don't serve him, that he's going to cast me into hell. I don't understand. You better get it. You better get it. Well, I just don't say, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. And who qualifies you to question God? My feelings. Let me tell you what's going to happen with your feelings. Your feelings is going to get you in a world of trouble. Amen. Under the influence of the Spirit. What does it mean? Sometimes, well, let me just take you there. 
Acts chapter 2, verse 13. Acts chapter 2, verse 13. Others mocking. Let me tell you something about this world. Get close to Jesus, somebody will mock you. Worship long enough, somebody will mock you. Get you a shout going on, whatever your shout is. Somebody will mock you. Somebody will find a way. I'm not talking about imitating you. I'm talking about mocking you. They begin to mock. Can I say something real pastoral right here? They're not mocking us because we're trying to blend in with them. They're not, they're not asking what meaneth this because they're comfortable. But let me tell you something. When the Spirit of God comes in, people get uncomfortable. I would go set the church at church as a sinner. I got uncomfortable. Somebody told me not long ago that I believe it was Shane said somebody was talking to him and said, Well, I go to this church because I feel real comfortable. And he said, I don't want to go to a church I feel comfortable in. I want to go to a church that I feel challenged in and uncomfortable in. I want to go to a church that challenge. And hey, you're at the right place. We're going to challenge you. Others mocking says these men are full of what? New wine. Oh, they're under the influence. They knew they were under the influence of something, but they didn't know what. The only thing they could compare it to was wine and that good wine. These men are under the influence. Man, these men are full of new wine. Why did they not have anything to compare this to? Because this is the first time that anybody was baptized in the Holy Ghost. So they're just making a comparison. Oh, I know they're mocking. I know they're mocking. But they said, these men, and they're drinking new wine. Keep going. Let's go. Y'all ready? But Peter, standing up with the eleven. Lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken unto my words. These men are not drunken as ye suppose, singing is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. I want to clarify this again. If you are filled with the spirit, it will produce something. If you are baptized in the spirit, it will produce something. If you got God almighty living inside of you, it will produce something well I'm saved but I'm not that saved no what you're saying is I want to go to heaven but I don't want to yield I don't want to be oversaved oversaved how did again where's your meter well, I tell you, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, so I like to stay about, you know, 62% saved. Because, you know, I don't want to still like me and stuff. I don't want to be too, too, like, over the top. You know how many apologies I get at work for people cursing? Bunches. I mean, all the time. 
Sorry, preacher. Sorry, preacher. Sorry, preacher. Beep, 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 beep. Sorry, preacher. Sorry, preacher. Beep, 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 beep. Wish I had a beeper. I found out one of them today. I found out his dad's a pastor, and I found out his name's Bob. So every time he cusses, I'm telling Bob. He said, man, please don't. I said, I will find him. I said, I'm going to find Bob, and I'm going to tell him you're down here cussing around a preacher. You know how many apologies I get? I don't say anything to them. I don't gasp when they do it. I've heard it all my life. I don't, I don't do anything. Pray for them. That's all I do. But ain't it funny? Ain't it funny they feel this need to apologize? I know they're not real sorry. But I also know this too. They can't stop. You know why I know they can't stop? Because they don't have nothing in them to stop them. But I got something in me to stop me. So when something happens to me, I don't curse. I say other things. Baloney. It's clean. It's fun. It's delicious. Especially fried. Somebody say amen. I don't know what, this is a side note. I don't know what happens to bologna when you fry it, but it releases something magical. And they catch it. They catch it. Had a guy come up to me one time, and he said, man, there's something different about you. I wanted to know what it was. I said, what is it? He said, I don't know. I can't, can't put my finger on it. I said, what is it? I said, what's different about me? He said, ah, you just, you, ah, you kind of clean cut. I said, well, I can't help it. I don't, I don't know, man. It's something different. And I said, you got to tell me what it is. He said, I don't know, but there's just something different about you. I know what it is. Because in me, there ain't no good thing. But man, inside of you, when you yield to the Spirit and you're under the influence of the Spirit everywhere you walk, will you let God influence you? Will you, let, will you really yield your members to Him? Sam, if we start yielding our members, it's hard to tell what God would ask us to do and accomplish through us. If we get out of this mentality, well, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven and the journey gets sweeter every day and I'm just blessed. No, if we get past that mentality that we just want to be saved, but we want to be influential for the kingdom of God, the only way to do that is to be influenced by the Spirit, yield our members to Him, get on the same operation that He's on, the same mission that He's on, because we've been praying, God bless what I'm doing, and God's saying, do what I'm blessing, because if you do what God is blessing, you don't have to pray for God to bless what you're doing, because it's already blessed. Come on, musicians. We got three enemies. We got three enemies that are pulling and trying to influence us. We got the devil. We got the world. And we got our flesh. Those three, those three things, the lust of the... These things are... Not of the Father. But they pull on us. They pull on us. The pride of life. The 
lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes pull on us. Why? This world is full of all of those. It's amazing how much people love themselves. It started out, you need to have self-esteem. That's what it started out as. You need to make sure you are, because you can't love others unless you love yourself. Wrongo, you can't love others unless you love God. Oh, hey. This is good. Maybe I should send that to Nickelodeon. You can't love others unless you love God. Why? You can be nice to others, but that don't mean you love them. Because let me tell you, if you really love somebody, you're going to try to pull them out of the fire. Oh, let me say that again. You're not going to condone them. You're not going to pet them. You're not just going to, oh, it's okay, it's okay. No, if you really love people and you know the truth, you're going to try to pull them out of the fire. How do I do that? I'm going to tell you how I do that. Yielding to the Spirit of God. Yielding to the Spirit of God. Being influenced by Him. What made you make that decision? Well, God laid it on my heart. God laid it on your heart. You ever had God lay something on your heart? You ever had him put something on your heart so heavy that you couldn't breathe hardly? So, man, I got a burden. That's when God lays something on your heart. Well, I don't know if I really want that. Do you want to be effective for the kingdom? Yield. 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 I'm giving you a caution light. Do not accelerate here. Slow down and think about it. We need... To be under the influence of the Spirit. He was filled with the Spirit and began to prophesy. He was under the influence of the Spirit. Man, that makes it sound so simple, don't it? You know what we do, though? We make it so mystical. We make it something that, Eddie, how many times have you seen this? You, you almost got it. Almost got it. You almost got filled. You almost received the Spirit. Almost. Almost. You were so close. You were so close. Do you understand that you still have a choice? You got a choice right now whether you're going to be filled with the Spirit or not. Hey, quick, quick alert. You got a choice whether you're going to be filled with wrath or not, too. Well, I just can't help who I love. Love's a choice. Well, I just can't help. Yes, you can. Love's a choice. Somebody asked me that one day. I'll never forget this, as long as I live. They said, I can't help who I love. Can't help it. I said, well, here's the problem. I can't help who I hate, and I hate people that love people like that. No, 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 no. If hate's a choice, love's a choice. I can't help it. I was born with this. I hate people like that, Gene, and I just can't get rid of it. It's born like that. I just hate them. You can't do that. It doesn't work that way. Let me tell you what happens when you're born again, though. When you're born again, there's something inside of you that says yield, 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 submit, tap out, give up, throw in the towel. 
So when you walk wherever you walk tomorrow, yield to the Spirit. When you're in your kitchen and nobody else is around and God wants to touch it, yield to the Spirit. Yield to the Spirit. Well, you know, we need to take time. We need to take time just to yield to God. Say, you know what? I'm under the influence. What has gotten into you, Jesus? Jesus. And I'm allowing him to do more through me. As they sing this song, if you need prayer, if you need to repent, if you need to come to the altar, if you need to do this before it's too late, would you come? Would you come? If God spoke to your heart ever, would you come? Would you come and allow us to pray with you? If you've got something going on in your life that you need to let go of, would you come and let us pray for you? If you've got something in your life that the enemy is trying to destroy you with, would you let us take charge over that? And release you from that bondage? Would you come? Anybody need prayer? As they sing this song, we're going to give you a chance to respond. For I spoke a word.